Chapter 18 of When the Holy Ghost is Come. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. When the Holy Ghost is Come by Samuel Logan Bringall. Chapter 18 The Holy Spirit's Call to the Work. The Holy Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he hath sent me isaiah sixty one one is the testimony of the workman god sends god chooses his own workman and it is the office of the holy spirit to call whom he will to preach the gospel i doubt not he called men to other employments for his glory and would still more often do so if men would but listen and wait upon him to know his will he called bezaleel and oholiab to build the tabernacle he called and commissioned the gentile king cyrus to rebuild jerusalem and restore his chastised and humbled people to their own land and did he not call joan of arc to her strange and wonderful mission and washington and lincoln and no doubt he leads most men by his providence to their life work but the call to preach the gospel is more than a providential leading it is a distinct and imperative conviction bishop simpson in his lectures on preaching says even in the faintest form there is this distinction between a call to the ministry and a choice of other professions a young man may wish to be a physician he may desire to enter the navy he would like to be a farmer but he feels he ought to be a minister it is this feeling of ought or obligation which in its feeblest form indicates the divine call it is not the aptitude taste or desire but in the conscience that its root is found it is the voice of god to the human conscience saying you ought to preach sometimes the call comes as distinctly as though a voice had spoken from the skies into the depths of the heart a young man who was studying law was converted after a while he was convicted for sanctification and while seeking he heard as it were a voice saying will you devote all your time to the lord he replied i am to be a lawyer not a preacher lord but not until he said yes lord could he find the blessing a thoughtless godless young fellow was working in the cornfield when a telegram was handed him announcing the death of his brother a brilliant and devoted salvation army field officer and there and then unsaved as he was god called him showed him a vast army with ranks broken where his brother had fallen and made him to feel that he should fill the breach in the ranks fourteen months later he took up the sword and entered the fight from the same platform from which his brother fell and is today one of our most successful and promising field officers again the call may come as a quiet suggestion a gentle conviction as though a gossamer bridle were placed upon the heart and conscience to guide the man into the work of the lord the suggestion gradually becomes clearer the conviction strengthens until it masters the man and if he seeks to escape it he finds the silken bridle to be of the stoutest thongs and firmest steel it was so with me when but a boy of eleven i heard a man preaching and i said to myself oh how beautiful to preach Two years later i was converted and soon the conviction came upon me that i should preach later i decided to follow another profession 
but the conviction increased in strength while i struggled against it and turned away my ears and went on with my studies yet in every crisis or hour of stillness when my soul faced god the conviction that i must preach burned itself deeper into my conscience i rebelled against it i felt i would almost rather but not quite go to hell than to submit then at last a great woe is me if i preach not the gospel took possession of me and i yielded and god won hallelujah the first year he gave me three revivals with many souls and now i would rather preach jesus to poor sinners and feed his lambs than to be an archangel before the throne some day some day he will call me into his blessed presence and i shall stand before his face and praise him for ever for counting me worthy and calling me to preach his glad gospel and share in his joy of saving the lost the woe is lost in love and delight through the baptism of the spirit and the sweet assurance that jesus is pleased occasionally the call comes to a man who is ready and responds promptly and gladly when isaiah received the fiery touch that purged his life and purified his heart he heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send and who will go for us and in the joy and power of his new experience he cried out here am i send me isaiah six five through eight when paul received his call he says immediately i conferred not with flesh and blood galatians one sixteen and he got up and went as the lord led him but more often it seems the lord finds men preoccupied with other plans and ambitions or encompassed with obstacles and difficulties or oppressed with a deep sense of unworthiness and unfitness moses argued that he could not talk o oh lord he said i am not eloquent neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant but i am slow of speech and of a slow tongue and then the lord condescended as he always does to reason with the backward man who hath made man's mouth he asks or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind have not i the lord now therefore go and i will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say exodus four ten through twelve when the call of god came to jeremiah he shrank back and said ah oh, lord god behold i cannot speak for i am a child but the lord replied say not i am a child for thou shalt go to all that i shall send thee and whatsoever i command thou shalt speak be not afraid of their faces for i am with thee to deliver thee jeremiah one six through eight and so the call of god comes to-day to those who shrink and feel that they are most unfit or most hedged in by insuperable difficulties i know a man who when converted could not tell a from b he knew nothing whatever about the bible and stammered so badly that when asked his own name it would usually take him a minute or so to tell it added to this he lisped badly and was subject to a nervous affliction which seemed likely to unfit him for any kind of work whatever but god poured light and love into his heart called him to preach and to-day he is one of the mightiest soul winners in the whole round of my acquaintance when he speaks the house is always packed to the doors 
and the people hang on his words with wonder and joy he was converted at a camp meeting and sanctified wholly in a cornfield he learned to read but being too poor to afford a light in the evening he studied a large print bible by the light of the full moon Today he has the Bible almost committed to memory, and when he speaks he does not open the book, but reads his lessons from memory, and quotes proof texts from Genesis to Revelation, without mistake, and gives chapter and verse for every quotation. When he talks his face shines, and his speech is like honey for sweetness, and like bullets fired from a gun for power. He is one of the weak and foolish ones God has chosen to confound the wise and mighty. 1 Corinthians 1.27 If God calls a man, he will so corroborate the call in some way that men may know that there is a prophet among them. It will be with him as it was with Samuel. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3.19-20 and 20. If the man himself is uncertain about the call, God will deal patiently with him, as he did with Gideon, to make him certain. His fleece will be wet with dew when the earth is dry, or dry when the earth is wet, or he will hear of some tumbling barley cake smiting the tents of Midian, that will strengthen his faith and make him to know that God is with him. Judges 6, 36-40, 7, 9-15 if the door is shut and difficulties hedge the way, God will go before the man he calls and open the door and sweep away the difficulties. Isaiah 45, 2-3 If others think the man so ignorant and unfit that they doubt his call, God will give him such grace or such power to win souls that they shall have to acknowledge that God has chosen him. It was in this way that God made the whole national headquarters from the commissioner downwards, to know that he had chosen the elevator boy for his work. The boy got scores of his passengers on the elevator saved, and then he was commissioned and sent into the field to devote all his time to saving men. The Lord will surely let the man's comrades and brethren know, as surely as he did the church at Antioch, when, when the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Acts 13.2 Sometimes the one who is called will try to hide it in his heart, and then God stirs up some officer or minister, some soldier or mother in Israel, to lay a hand on his shoulders and ask, Are you not called to the work? And he finds he cannot hide himself nor escape from the call, any more than could Adam hide himself from God behind the trees of the garden, or Jonah escape God's call by taking ship for Tarshish. Happy is the man who does not try to escape, but though trembling at the mighty responsibility assumes it, and with all humility and faithfulness sets to work by prayer and patient, continuous study of God's word to fit himself for God's work, he will need to prepare himself, for the call to the work is a call to preparation, continuous preparation of the fullest possible kind. The man whom God calls cannot safely neglect or despise the call. He will find his mission on earth, his happiness and peace, his power and prosperity, his reward in heaven, and probably heaven itself, bound up with that call and dependent upon it. 
he may run away from it as did jonah and find a waiting ship to favor his flight but he will also find fierce storms and bellowing seas overtaking him and big-mouthed fishes of trouble and disaster ready to swallow him but if he heeds the call and cheerfully goes where god appoints god will go with him he shall never more be left alone the holy spirit will surely accompany him and he may be one of the happiest men on earth one of the gladdest creatures in god's universe lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world said jesus as he commissioned his disciples to go to all nations and preach the gospel my presence shall go with thee said jehovah to moses when sending him to face pharaoh and free israel and lead them to the promised land and to the boy jeremiah he said be not afraid of their faces for i am with thee to deliver thee and they shall fight against thee but they shall not prevail against thee for i am with thee jeremiah one eight and nineteen i used to read these words with a great rapturous joy as i realized by faith that they were also meant for me and for every man sent of god and that his blessed presence was with me every time i spoke to the people or dealt with an individual soul or knelt in prayer with a penitent seeker after god and i still read them so has he called you into the work my brother and are you conscious of his helpful sympathizing loving presence with you if so let no petty offence no hardship nor danger nor dread of the future cause you to turn aside or draw back stick to the work till he calls you out and when he so calls you can go with open face and a heart abounding with love joy and peace and he will still go with you end of chapter eighteen